Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Lauren McGill. And I'm Sarah Birdnick. And we, together, make up the, the Scream, Scream Team. Team. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You got me. Oh my god. My heart's beating. I'm not ready for this. So, before we begin, Cinematech in the heart of the Exchange District. Main floor of the Art Space building at 100 Arthur Street. They play movies. I cool mean, movies that you won't see anywhere else. Yeah, I should have specified that. <laughs> um, I saw the super cool movie uh, called I Am Divine, I think. It was a documentary about divine the star of a lot of uh john waters films hmm. uh you're never ever gonna see that in no. like, a mainstream movie theater no never and these movies are probably better than a lot of the stuff you'll see at like silver city so uh they've got a couple movies playing right now we've got eden which is about the edm scene in paris uh burning ember the steve bell journey is the story of canadian singer-songwriter steve bell hmm. uh they have one on the architecture on Fogo Island, Newfoundland. One about six brothers who are isolated from society, and all they know about society is from what they've watched in movies. Might that be could interesting. Be cool. Yeah. But the best one, in uh, conjunction with uh, Nuit Blanche, which is like a free night of art for it's all over the exchange. September twenty sixth. It's free. The Queen sing along. And you know exactly what queen I'm talking about. You know, the mustached guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they even encourage you to, like, put on your best Freddy mustache and, like, dress up in glitter and sparkles and come down and, like, sing queen songs to your heart's content. It sounds amazing. You know that, uh, what's her name, Kim, Kim Davis? Yeah. Um, there's this meme going around right now, um, like doesn't believe in blah 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 still mm -hmm. does their job yeah there i saw a freddie mercury one the other day that was like doesn't actually like uh fat bottom girls still <laughs> does still his job does his goddamn <laughs> job man that was pretty good kim davis could take a we could all take a lesson from freddie mercury i think <laughs> but yeah the queen sing-along is free all the other movies tickets are nine dollars uh six dollars if you're a member you can go on their site they have all sorts of membership options and eight dollars for students and seniors yeah so it's it's cheap all right this is just a quick little reminder to let everyone know we did say we we're going to be posting wednesday mornings uh that's changed podcast will be out thursday morning nine o'clock sharp it'll be out every week 9 a.m 9 a.m yeah sorry so make you note of our new time. Set your alarm, get yeah. a nice breakfast, settle in, listen to some horror treat. Horror. 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 <laughs> so today uh, we're actually going to be talking about two movies this time, uh, Rubber and Pontypool. So what do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Rubber. Rubber. Let's do it. Okay. So, <laughs> where do we begin? Oh, I don't know where to begin. I mean, this... Rubber is one of the weirdest movies you will ever see. It's, um, yeah. It's about a tire, <laughs> like a regular, like a car tire, mm -hmm. that comes alive and starts murdering people. Yep. So, 
And um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he that's kills he kills people as a tire. Um, <laughs> it's was made in 2010 on an $800,000 budget, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, especially because it looks nice. It's like a really artsy looking film for a film about a tire that kills people. Yeah, it's some gorgeous footage in there. Mm -hmm. It's really not what I expected from a movie ab about a killer <laughs> tire no, uh, it's at not. all. No. Um, one thing I just figured out recently was that Quentin Dupieux, the guy who directed this movie and shot this movie and wrote this movie, <laughs> and I think some of his music is in this movie too, yeah. uh, he is actually the guy who wrote Flat Beat in 1999. You may recall this was on Much Music a lot. It'll probably sound familiar when I play it, even yeah. if you're not sure about the name. Check this out. This is <laughs> Flat Beat and his Music producing name is Mr. Wazoo. <laughs> So that'll probably sound <laughs> familiar to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that guy made this movie, he which does, is super weird. He does a lot, this guy. He gets around, you know, makes all sorts of strange, strange movies. So apparently when he, when he wrote that song, uh, it was used in a commercial, and he got super rich from the commercial <laughs> uh, and sold like three million copies of the song. And once he had a shit ton of money, he just decided to <laughs> make a bunch of weird, weird films in his own time. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. <coughs> Rubber. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so hard to know where to start with this movie because, I don't know, when I pictured there's this tire, and his name's Robert, by the way, so... We'll start. He's we'll the, start calling him by his proper name, all right. In the credits, <laughs> he is listed as Robert. Robert the tire. So, but he comes alive and he rolls around and he figures out that what he likes to do most in life is hurt and kill things. Um, but the thing I imagined this movie as this tire's like, I didn't know how it was going to kill people, but I thought it was going to be like bouncing around off of people. That was going to cool. be yeah, like blood spatter everywhere. I was expecting something like that. But Robert is telepathic, or, yeah, and he kills things with his mind. Just kind of wobbles around yeah. and goes like, yeah. and then <laughs> things burst. Yeah, he, he starts people's heads. He starts shaking, and there's, like, a weird rubble, rubbery squeaky noise, and then they explode. So it's... As much as I would have liked to see, like, him bouncing off people's <laughs> heads... That would have um, been good. The uh, director slash writer of this movie was super adamant about not having any CGI, mm -hmm. which I tend to prefer as well, yeah. as I think I mentioned last time. So basically, they're just actually rolling the tire, like mm -hmm. they give him a shove, <laughs> and he just, yep. you know, rolls through the frame. Yep. <laughs> or apparently they also had a little motor inside of him Ooh, that would, yeah. like, allow him to go further distances when needed. But there was, yeah. like, pr like, probably next to no or no CG yeah, no, in this movie. Maybe when he starts shaking to telepathically do things. I don't know how things. they did that. Yeah, that could yeah, be Yeah, that might be. But, yeah, no, other than that, it's literally, it's a tire rolling through the desert, like, murdering everything in sight. I mean, it's... He kind of starts off um, 
just a heads up, there's going to be a car drill in a few minutes. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Yay. BRB. <laughs>things good yeah that was we rather just, inconvenient yeah we just got some note for a fire drill so safety is cool safety first children okay <laughs> so i've completely lost my train of thought so uh moving I guess on we'll just just uh, just talk about whatever <laughs> um let's see so in, in addition to there being a murderous tire there's also a weird subplot in the movie about an audience in the movie that's watching the movie that they're in <laughs> <laughs> Which it's yeah it's as as weird as it sounds. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's basically the, this group of people sitting on a hill, kind of off in the distance, I guess, that can see the tire through this uh, these binoculars that some weird guy handed <laughs> to them with, for no reason. Yeah. Um, no reason. No is, reason. Uh, there's a weird weird little introduction to the film. Um, yeah, they, they come charging right through the fourth wall, and uh, they basically explain that, you know, in every movie there's always something that happens, and it's just for no reason. So, as they say, rubber is an homage to the no fucking reason. Yeah, basically one of the, the, one of the main characters in the film, one of the cops, just walks right up <laughs> to the camera and is like, ever wonder why this happened in this movie? <laughs> no reason. And it's pretty much just a weird disclaimers uh, yeah. that allows the director slash writer of this movie to do a bunch of things that are completely nonsensical. Remember E.T. in that Steven Spielberg movie? Why was he brown? No fucking reason. That's yeah. basically the so rationale behind this movie. Um, I, I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I agree with uh, uh, the no reason thing. Um, I don't really, like, like, I think there probably were reasons for all of that. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, it's hard to say. Because it is, it's just, it's a silly movie. It's a yeah. silly concept. The acting is over the top. Strange things happen for no reason. For no reason. So it <laughs> seems, anyway. I think I mean, this guy kind of, like, hates, he hates <laughs> movies, maybe? Even though he's making one, and he seems to hate people who watch movies well, based on the, like, based on the audience who is mm -hmm. supposed to be kind of like a stand-in. Oh, they're for, ridiculous. For us, or for whoever's watching this movie. He might he might be, like, super critical of Hollywood, because, I mean, this is kind of... That's definitely a theme that, that yeah, I like noticed. Yeah, like, it's it's not a very well-known movie, this one. And, yeah, they're just, they're just taking so much pleasure out of, like, watching this tire kill everyone. You sort of wonder. The, um... Later on in the movie, uh, the audience, uh that is in the movie all ingests this poisonous turkey <laughs> that this weird random guy comes and delivers to them and uh you know no reason i guess <laughs> is why that happens if you would ask the uh the director yeah um but in this interview uh there was somebody who was talking to him about it and he said obviously we can find a lot of interpretation of the poison like, oh yeah, Hollywood is poisoning the audience. Think whatever you want. I just did it because I got bored with the characters. <laughs> okay, fuck them. Let's poison them. <laughs> and I mean, as Which, the director... You know, that is a reason. So, yep. I don't know. As the director, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Yeah, fuck them. I'm bored yeah. is, is a reason. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. 
But it's it's kind of a funny, you know, you go into it and he tells you basically, you know, don't expect too much from this movie. It's going to be ridiculous. Honestly, you know. yeah, I think I think this audience was just inserted at least in part because no one could fucking watch a two-hour movie about just this yeah. tire. There has to be something. There needed to be some kind of subplot, so why not have an audience? And I mean, I think it works really well. They're pretty funny. Like, They're good. Most of the humorous scenes in the movie uh, come from whatever this audience is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this one here. This is my favorite <laughs> uh, part of the whole audience subplot. Not bad at all. Well, let me see. This is the first time in my life I identify with the tire. Stop, Dad. Give me that. And her ass is not that great, but I understand. You are hard to please. It is fine with me. Her ass isn't that great, but she has quite a rack on it. You think the tire's going to get laid? <laughs> I'd like to see that. What position do you think? I think she'll start with a good blowjob. Oh, yeah. Jeez, you think you're going to shut up sometimes and let us watch in peace? I can't stand it. yeah so there's just (laughs) clips like that throughout the movie they were just watching the tire spy on this uh naked naked woman in the shower yeah so uh, we learn i guess that the tire can experience horniness (laughs) as well as other emotions he gets angry at times he He just uh, wants to be loved like the rest of us there's nothing wrong with that he's kind of curious he's a gentle loving soul <laughs> he, the tire is weirdly likable. I, I know. I can't help but uh, really agree with that guy's <laughs> statement. Yeah. This is the first time I've identified mm-hmm. with a tire, and well, I think I mean, they just kind of pull all the like all the little Hollywood tricks to like mm-hmm. you know make you have have the feels for this tire. <laughs> well, and they set it up at the beginning, you know, like you're there when he first arrives, and at first he's just rolling around, and he's like. This little baby and he's falling over and you know and he learns you to just kill. Yeah, you're there with him when he kills his first rabbit, you know. It's, it's weirdly cute. As a tire, as far as tires go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we're just projecting. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um we might be some of the only people who actually really like this movie though, because yeah. a lot of people just can't handle it. Yeah, it got 5.8 on uh, IMDb. It got, I mean, 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't terrible. That's not too bad. They hate everything. Yeah, they're pretty critical, so, I mean, it did pretty well, I yeah. would say. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a quote in the movie, I believe, that says, uh, you can get people to feel anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just sort of like another fuck you from yeah. Quentin Dupuis. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, they go through and, um, you know, eventually they get the tire and he's isolated and alone in a house. And they're, they're trying to summon him out with a dummy s- with explosive strap to it, trying to use a microphone with a woman's voice. They want to lure him out and try and get him to, to blow kill up the dummy, dummy, which would explode the explosives and kill him. Because the cop at this point is desperate to finish the movie because one of the uh, viewers didn't eat the turkey. And so he's still alive, so technically the movie can't end until, you know, they finish it, wrap it up. Honestly, I was kind of desperate for the movie to end at that point, yeah. too. Like, I, th- I think it, they really stretched it out quite a ways. Yeah. I mean, it's only like an hour and a half long, but it's a long for a movie about a tire, it did kind of drag out. But yeah. they do, eventually, the cop 
basically goes in and kills the tire himself. Yeah, he just ends up, yeah, none of this works, so he just yeah. goes in and, like, shoots him with a shotgun, I guess, yeah. which they, you know, probably should have just done in the first place yeah. instead of having this secret, like, FBI van and this <laughs> random woman voicing oh. the mic on the dummy or whatever. Hey, I've been such a bad slut. Come out and kill me. Like, that's literally I don't what know they're what was doing. Up with that. that was weird. But it's funny to hear a grown man playing a cop. And the dude takes over and is like, let me do this. <laughs> I need a good thrash and come out and, and I'm kill me. I'm a bad me. girl. <laughs> Punish me. Punish me. That was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they do manage to kill it, except there's a plot twist, and this is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Ta-da. Ta-da. Hey, wait. It's not the end. He's been reincarnated as a tricycle. Yeah, of course he has. Of course he has. And so basically the tricycle comes off. He kills the Watcher, which is another fourth wall gone. And then he raises an army of tires. And at the end you see that they are about to launch another attack on Hollywood. So I'm waiting anxiously for rubber two. Yeah, there's just a big, there's a herd of tires and a tricycle. uh, Leading the way. Closing in on, <laughs> this, I don't know, the city. Yep, they're going to so, destroy. I guess that's another critique on Hollywood. He's like, hey, buddies, I'm coming for you. Me and my movies yep. are on our way. And he did make several movies after that, uh, which probably most people won't enjoy either. Um, <laughs> but I thought Wrong Cops was pretty funny. That's one of his other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Eric Wareheim in it, who is always hilarious. And uh, for some reason... Marilyn Manson playing a <laughs> role, playing a teenage role. <laughs> like this is a recent movie, so yeah. that was that was really creepy. Uh, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Not a horror movie, so we probably won't discuss it. But no. yeah, check that out if you like watching weird, retarded movies. Yeah. So I mean, overall, I thought this was a, this was fairly d- well done. After seeing it, though, I'm not sure that it's even qualified as a horror. Yeah, it turned like out to be more of a comedy than we thought it yeah. would be based on the description. But yeah, but it was uh. still it had it had all of the like stereotypical horror aspects, you know, the ooh, watching in the uh, shower and people dying. You know, it was all there. There's a lot of burst heads. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. must count towards the the horror factor. There's I don't know. He blew up about twelve heads, so and a rabbit and a bird. Yeah, several other yeah. several other things. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. That's rating? I've what do you think? Final uh, rating? I'd give it a, give it a three, three tires out of five. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah, three, three and a half maybe if you feel generous. Yeah. I don't. So three. <laughs> I am. Three tires. And so three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three is uh, what it's getting. Yeah. Go anyway. watch it. It's it's free on Netflix. I mean, you can't go wrong. You don't have to spend any money on it. So just go and enjoy it. You do have to spend your time. You do. Um, but yeah, the value of your time, that's up to you. I think it's worth it. Yeah. If so you liked any of those clips, you're going to love it. So, uh, enough of that. Now we're going to talk about Pontypool. Pontypool. Um, which is a small town in Ontario. A real town. A real town, as we it found turns out. out. Yeah. Um, I really like the movie The Signal, which is a movie about... Uh, a radio signal, I guess, that's being broadcasted that causes people to go insane. And mm-hmm. so this whole city starts going insane, but everyone thinks that everyone else is insane, but not them. So, you know, they kill someone preemptively because they think they're insane and 
they're going to get attacked. But, you know, from the other person's perspective, this person comes at them and starts trying to murder them. Yeah. What, um, are, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, this movie was supposed to be similar to The Signal, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I thought I would give it a chance. Yeah. Um, based, based on a book, yeah. Pon- Pontypool Changes Everything, I think it's called. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, it, w- it was adapted from the book in two hours. Um, this guy just kind of, <laughs> like, shat out a screenplay version <laughs> of it that may or may not be better than the book, I hope. I hope the book is is better than the movie. I've heard good things. I didn't actually read it, but... That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and the fact that this screenplay was written in, like, two hours, it explains a lot, you know, of what went on in this movie, I think. So basically, um, this movie takes place almost entirely in the studio of a, a small-town radio station. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Grant Mazzy is a washed-up radio host that was formerly famous, I think, and yeah. kind of landed this yeah, shitty job in the middle of nowhere. We learned through reason. his producer he was fired from something, and yeah. so it's like she's giving him almost like a last chance. He was too this. edgy. Too edgy. Like too dark. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the, his his edginess, I guess, doesn't really fly in the small town setting. Yeah. There's some kind of, whatever, tension so. between him and the other staff. Mm-hmm. There's only two staff members that work there aside from him. Um which I, I don't, I've never really been in a radio station. No, didn't I entirely seem plausible to me. Although I, I don't remember what time I might. I think it was like early, really early morning though. Like Could I think be. it did I the mean, morning show. So yeah, that's true. They might not have needed all the. So there's Sydney Breyer and Laurel Ann are two women who work with him. Um, and yeah, yeah there's. The one thing I did like about the movie was the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, there was just a really cold look to the film, and it was kind of got really claustrophobic mm-hmm. in this because you never leave this one room uh, yeah, throughout the whole movie. And at several points, they're literally just stuck in the not even the whole station. They're stuck in like the recording booth, and it's not a very big area, and like you get kind of, you know, you get claustrophobic. So basically. Um, the town around, like, the town of Pontypool is going insane, and the people who work for the radio station discover this as, um, as more phone calls come in from the public, mm-hmm. um, and I guess their their weather guy who's out on the town supposedly um, in a helicopter, but he just sits in his car on a hill and yeah. watches the weather and makes and uh, inserts helicopter noises. I don't know why that was fucking necessary. Like uh, that, that didn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a critique on radio now. We've Ooh. gone from a critique on Hollywood oh, to a there's critique a bunch on radio. of bullshit social commentary in this movie, <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh yeah, there's. So the first uh, taste we get of the craziness happens when this group of people come in to do a little song on air. There's guests on Mazzy's radio show, mm-hmm. and there's a weird... Uh, this is when I first started questioning the movie. It's this weird racist kind of little... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, they're doing a Lawrence of Arabia play, but it's like a bunch of white people basically black doing face. blackface. Yeah, They've got, like, blackface. yeah, a white guy, like with blackface and a turban and for some reason he has like a fake AK-47 or something and yeah. so they do the song and at the end he literally goes la 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 
and like shoot fake shoots the gun in the air. It was horrible. That it was, was horrible. Was like, what? Okay, what am I watching? And then I'm like, oh yeah, people are going insane. I yeah. sure hope that's the explanation. For I hope this. I hope that's their excuse, man, because that was not that was so bad. Yeah. So the people show up to do their little performance, and Mazzy is a giant dick to them. And oh yeah. Uh, you know, they go on to the studio. Yeah, they do their song, and then once they're done, we sort of we get to see the first instance of whatever is happening in the town, it's actually, you know, it's in the studio. Yeah, the... I can't remember how it ends. I can't remember how it ends. How what ends, Faraj? It just keeps starting over and over and over and over. And it's not called the Lords and the table, is it? Not anymore. No. Pra, pra, pra. Pra, pra, pra. So you're like, okay, people are babbling nonsense again. Yeah. Uh, you have this uh, do, 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 do music, <laughs> so obviously this is something bad. This fucked is a, up is happening. Yep, this is a bad, bad thing for the town of Pontypool. Obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think this movie was wasted as a movie, basically. Like, I think for almost an hour, all that's really happening is they're sitting around in the movie studio listening getting calls from people listening to their what did i say movie (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) radio studio uh just getting calls talking to their weather guy and like that's it there's nothing interesting visually that happens until at least an hour in and i just i thought that it was it was wasted in this medium like it didn't need to be a movie yeah it's just like most of it is just people calling into the radio station babbling nonsense and mm-hmm. you're like ooh something freaky's happening i guess but i can't see it well and half and the time you don't even hear those phone calls because Laurel Ann is there like you know intern or whatever she's answering the phones and then you know she'll answer the phone and she gets this horrified look on her face yeah and, you're and like, like, oh, oh no oh no and then she'll like hang oh, up the no. phone so you yeah you don't hear any of it yeah this movie took such a long time setting up Yep. Like, for at least 20 to 25 minutes, nothing bad happens except... The worst thing, The worst yeah. thing, in my opinion, is that there's all this build-up, like you are saying, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, this guy, this new character, bursts <laughs> on the scene and just starts, like, explaining everything. Mr. Like, Exposition shows up. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a doctor who had called into the radio station earlier, so I guess there was a setup for that. Mm-hmm. He gets to the radio station and is just kind of like... Climbs in through the window and is like, hey guys. I figured it all out. <laughs> Here's what's happening. This is a communal malignancy of the spoken word. It's a language-born virus. <laughs> and you're just like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> Jesus, there's no way you'd know that. And he's like 100% sure. Yeah, too. no, he's, like, he's completely This is certain. what's happening, you guys. I had a sudden realization. Yeah. That guy pissed me off. I'm like, thank oh. you. But yeah, he just comes in out of nowhere, and he's in, like, the, I don't know, six hours that this has happened. He knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, somehow. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. I don't know. How could that, you know that? No. I don't of care. Course, it's a language-born <laughs> virus. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't know what that means. No, I don't either. I still don't understand, and I I wish... I would rather have there be no reason for this, like, a la rubber, <laughs> than have some asshole come and, like, explain the whole plot poorly. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm kind of left where I started, because his explanation made no sense. 
And by the end of the movie, they still haven't really explained it. I mean, we've been using language, like specifically the English language, for so long now. Why did it take this long for people to start hearing certain words and their brains to just like click and being like, oh, I'm a zombie now. You no, know, just just discussing this makes me mad because it <laughs> makes makes so little sense. It like, just it was it was ridiculous. It I was guess, silly. I don't, I don't think know. this movie knew. What it was going for, I think it was like, oh, we're super suspenseful. And it had a like, good thing going for yeah. it. The fear of the unknown is powerful. Yes. And, you know, maybe they dragged it on a little bit too long, but I... It was going well. And then I they were like... I wish they had never explained what yeah. caused the insanity. That would have been a lot. Yeah, most, most of the time that really pisses me off in movies where they just don't. But we only got, like, half of it here, and it was more frustrating. There were some just creepy parts in it, like... Um, there was this one part where uh, they're talking to their radio guy who's out on the scene and he's talking about this body that's in front of him and he's like he has no hands he's looking at me yeah that was creepy like you yeah, know, and then could have just no they could have they could have made it and then they were like oh yeah now we actually have to have like at one point let's have all of the zombies actually come into the studio and then it wasn't scary anymore I think part of that is like we're so desensitized to the whole zombie thing. Could be. I don't yeah. care if you put a new little like twisteroo on it, like the language virus. Mm. But <laughs> you know, there's only there's only so many times you can have people trapped in a small room, giant herd yeah. of zombie-like things, and have it actually be scary. Yeah, I'm so. That's how I feel. Anyway. I'm so done with the zombie thing, and maybe it's. I'm still me. gonna watch them, and I, you know, it has zombies have a special place in my heart. But yeah, it's it's not scary. Yeah. It's, it's hard uh, to do zombies right nowadays. Yeah. And oh my god, the dumb characters. So Grant Mazzy, you start him off, he's not a nice guy. He's kind of like the Dr. House of radio. Kind of, That's but less likable than Dr. House. I mean, Dr. House is pretty big dick. He's he, yeah. he looks like Dr. House, too. That is true, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, the acting was great. Like, Stephen McCaddy, who plays Grant Mazzy, does a great job. He's got that, like, terrific, like, dead, crazy stare when he's, like, staring through the window and doing weird things. He's got that down. And everyone who acted in it was great. I had no problem with the acting at all. It was no. great. It was a fucking shitty script, though. And the characters... They, when they finally figure out, oh yeah, it's the English language, not only can they not keep themselves from talking in the booth, eventually they kind of quiet down, but then when they leave the booth to go out there, as soon as they see someone, they start screaming in English, like, oh my god, run, which there's a person, you, which they just told. You shouldn't do, apparently, because they just saying, said. English, saying English words somehow triggers this virus i don't fucking know they latch on to people when they hear them talk and then they like need someone to help them suicide or something i don't know that's what they were saying no sense i know makes no no fucking sense yeah but yeah and then they figured out it's only the english language i don't know how it was another of the doctor's amazing moments out of nowhere my god it's only the english language that's infected how the fuck could you possibly know that? Around that point in the movie, probably about three quarters through, I just wanted to stand up and scream, yeah. I don't care! <laughs> I wanted to leave. I just wanted to, like, I wanted to leave, but I was in my off. own house. And <laughs> we, we committed to this, man. <laughs> this so is what I we do. sat through it all. Yeah. As did you. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, and then they managed to barricade themselves in another small space. And of then, course. And then the female character gets drunk! Because that's the best thing to do when there's a zombie invasion. I have and no you know, problem with that, you know, Yeah, actually. but the thing, though, is that people, a lot of people, when they get drunk, get very talkative, you know? And you're not supposed to be talking. So now she's drunk, and she just wants to keep blabbering to, you know, Grant. And he's, she's just going on and on. Oh, my head hurts. It was just dumb. They made a bunch of dumb choices in the face of this crisis. And it As do all people in horror movies. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm just so bitter. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. At the end, for some reason, they like the Mazzy and what's her name, Sydney, uh, fall in love. I guess suddenly. I don't know if they're crazy oh, at that point or if this is just a like a little cherry on the shit cake of like, <laughs> ooh, there's a love plot too. But it wasn't hinted at. Like I thought they disliked no. each other a lot. And then, yeah. I can't this tell if it's a shitty script or yeah. if. I, I don't know. Well, or if it was. Crazy, or if, it well, was a shitty script. For sure. Yeah, but I can't tell if it, like, <laughs> they were it was because yeah. of the shitty script that they fell in love or because they had started to turn insane at that point. But yeah, I also I didn't know. really care. I was just like, yeah. I don't care. It's time for this. I don't want to see over. this weird love plot. Like, how much, how much yeah. of this movie is left? And then there's a weird sequence where she's starting to go crazy and he's trying to save her. And he's just sitting there, kill his kiss, kill his kiss. I guess he's just trying to, like, short-circuit her brain because of the words. I don't know. But he just, like, kill his kiss, kill his kiss. And then, of course, they kiss. Oh, I just wanted to kill them all myself. <laughs> you wanted to kill them? I wanted to just go in kill the movie his kiss. and kill Sarah, them all. Sarah, kill his it's kiss. It's not going to work on me, man. I kill, kill, kill. Kill means kill. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I saw them kiss, I'm not going to lie, I thought... That that was the cure. I, I thought, thought you'd say that you got like aroused. <laughs> oh yeah! Reason. Oh, it was hot <laughs> as hell seeing that grizzled old guy. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. But no, I thought as soon as they kissed, I thought they had discovered the cure at that point, and I thought that they were going to have to kiss everyone. That would have been a way better movie. <laughs> I would have watched. Should that get into the movie lot. biz. I should. I should make these. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And then Overall, there's a shitty save the world kind of thing mm -hmm. where he. He suddenly takes it upon himself to <laughs> to get out there and, I guess, somehow save the world, even though he doesn't know what he's doing. No, he just he's storms out of the radio station, and yeah. he's like, come on, we gotta... I don't know. That didn't last Let's long, Let's save though. everybody. Didn't last long. They came back in pretty soon, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, because they're fucking idiots. Yeah, and so basically at the end, he goes back into the radio booth, and uh, he's... The whole monologue at the end, I've heard so many people saying, oh, this monologue is amazing, and it's the best monologue. I didn't understand it. He's trying to, like, short-circuit everyone's brains so the virus won't keep going, and it makes no sense. It is, like, four minutes of him and Sydney blabbering for no reason about nothing. And then he potentially gets blown up by the military? I don't know. I hope so. I hope he did. I truly do. <laughs> That's, in my mind, that will be the official ending. Yeah, I don't normally root for characters, no matter how awful they are, to die, but this movie was... I often do. That's my thing, though. That's your thing? Okay, yeah. well, that's okay. We all have our things. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I don't know what happened. I would rate this movie, like, a negative something. This wasted my fucking time. <laughs> I'm what gonna... about you? I don't know. I might just refrain... You gonna watch it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna watch it on repeat. Pontypool. <laughs> Pontypool. Pontypool. Oh my god. Pontypool. No. I don't know. <laughs> I can't rate it. Like, I just... I shouldn't rate it in my current state, because I'm just mad 
I'm mad as hell. It's the best time to rate things. Maybe. I'll be generous and I'll give it one. Yeah. Sounds about right. Can I have one racist scene out of five? Yeah. <laughs> one racist turban durka durka out of yeah. however many you feel you need. <laughs> Zero would be fine by me. Yeah. Oh, and there's... I'm just... I'm not going to go into it. There's a weird after credit scene. I didn't add anything Fuck to it. the movie. To be, like, you're probably not going to make it through to that no, point in don't. the movie. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. As far as you're concerned, that's... That's you know. it. He died... I think they saw... No, they didn't save the world, because then some other stupid newscaster somewhere is talking about... You don't even have to watch this movie, because we've... No, we've summed we've it up. We've told you all you need to know. Yeah. Way more than you need yeah. to know. So... I think it had a good premise, but it just... It fucked it up. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Well... Somehow got an 82 on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Of course. It got that's higher... How it wor- that's how it works. Higher rated than Rubber. Although I think they're mostly just rating it on, like, originality. It's too original. It's <laughs> it's so original, it sucks. It's you hear that, guys? If you want to make movies, make them the same as everything else. Uh, I just no. mean, like... No, no. The, like, the... The weird language virus, like, y- it's too crazy. Yeah, it's... It's too ridiculous. It's it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Um, it could have been a better movie if they had kept it simple. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think um, CBC took all of the audio from that movie and made it into a radio play. Which it might as well be. Yep. And I think it's like an hour long. I've listened to a bit of it. Much better. It's mm. just... It's cleaner and it makes more sense for this to have been a radio play because it's about a radio station and a language virus, so why would you make it into a visual movie? Yeah, I mean didn't get it. Watching some guy like sitting at a desk it's for not over an hour uh, no. is a is a bit much. No, it didn't adapt well to film, I have to say. No. It wasn't good. Sydney Breyer is alive. Oh, Sydney Breyer is alive. <laughs> Sydney Breyer is alive. Sydney Breyer is alive. Yeah. They they repeat that like 800 times near the end of the movie to draw the zombies over anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Go watch Rubber. It's short and sweet, and it's good. Don't ever touch this movie. Yeah. Don't. I'm mad now. I need to go home. (laughs) We're done here, I Uh, think. Are we done? Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Alright. Well, tune in next week, and don't forget our new time. Uh, It's gonna be Thursdays at 9am. On the dot, it'll be up on iTunes, everything will be fine. It'll be up relatively promptly. Yeah, no, it'll Just be kidding. good. <laughs> relatively. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening. Oh no. You've got Pony Pool <laughs> syndrome. Pony on the mind. <laughs> it's twisted everything. This has been the Scream Team. Scream team.